All audio podcasts for One Team, One Podcast are brought to you by Bank of England Mortgage. Talk to Patrick Michelson at Bank of England Mortgage, 225-939-9878, or visit boesouthernstates.com. That's Bank of England Mortgage, a proud partner of One Team, One Podcast. I'm Dylan Cruz, and you're listening to One Team, One Podcast. what's up guys one team one podcast is back um have some fun tonight uh we have uh got a lot to talk about it's been a couple of weeks since i've talked last and uh lsu baseball we're gonna talk uh their trip to texas so um it was four games uh they played in texas including at texas on tuesday but we'll talk about that um break down a little bit of their offense in the in uh pitching there's a couple of little things that I, I see that we can kind of touch on. Um, so we'll talk about baseball mostly tonight, but um, we'll also <clears throat> talk about basketball coming to an end. Thank God. Um, so uh, they blew a huge lead the other night. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about kind of the future of the program. Um, obviously, it's a dumpster fire right now, but uh, we kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit since it's coming to an end. Um, and then, uh, you know, we got – got a couple of things going on obviously i think we wanted i wanted to talk a little bit about uh alabama and that uh ridiculousness that's going on in tuscaloosa uh we'll talk about that but also um Ole miss baseball there was bullshit that happened yesterday uh we got um a guy probably breaking pete maravich's scoring title talk about that i know a lot of people are up in arms about that today and then uh lsu coaching changes we had a few uh that happened recently so uh, we're going to dive into all that, but first I uh, want to talk about our sponsors, um, Bank of England Mortgage, Patrick Michelson over at Bank of England doing great things uh, in the community. Uh, reach out to him for any uh, refi mortgage needs. We have some, I have something coming up I'm, I'm going to need his help with. So uh, give him a call, 225-810-1805 at boesouthernstates.com. Uh, you can even do that online, so give him a holler. Also, River City's Total Maintenance, uh, NOLA North Shore area. Give Lucas Ragusa a call, 504-841-3300. Um, now's the time. Get your uh, ACs checked. It's going to get hot. Uh, I was telling somebody the other day, I think this is going to be a hot-ass summer, so Give uh, Lucas and the guys a call over at River City's Total Maintenance. Also, Brandon Lejan over at Courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette, 337-224-1867. Brandon can find the vehicle for you. He can do all the paperwork for you. Um, even if you're in Baton Rouge, New Orleans, wherever you're listening, uh, he can do it all for you in Lafayette, even deliver the car to you. So give Brandon a call. Um, check him out. Also, check him out on Facebook. He's got deals all the time. Um, Fred's in Tigerland, um, since 1982, best screwdrivers in town. Everybody knows who Fred's is. And last but not least, Bocock Brothers. I actually got the hat on Bocock Brothers. And if you look over here, I have uh, Bocock on the wall over here. I have my cigar wall, all my boxes. So 
yeah, check out BocockBrothers.com. Um, doing great things. LSU grads live in Houston. Um, actually taking over the cigar industry uh, by storm. So check those guys out over at Bocock Brothers. Love uh, Doug and Bryant. All right, so let's jump into it. <clears throat> Texas uh, road trip. Um, three games in the Carbach Classic. Uh, I actually watched, um, I would say, two and a half games uh, of this. I listened to some of it on the radio. I had, I have a social life, guys. I'm sorry. What can I say? But um, so obviously we started with uh, Kansas State. That was kind of the game I didn't get to to watch all of it, but um, pretty much dominated that game. Didn't have any trouble in that game. Probably could have scored a little bit more. Uh, had a couple opportunities. We left some guys on, but um, wasn't too concerned after that game. The Iowa game is one I think that a lot of people locally were up in arms about um, because it's the first loss that you weren't expecting. And I think, uh, you know, you hear it every year, midweek game, something happens, fluke happens and you lose a game and the casuals don't really understand why that happened. Um, and this game, Iowa had a, had a big time arm uh, pitching and it was a weird the, the this guy who's throwing 101 um can't find the play. I heard Ben McDonald talking about this and he he, he said it perfectly. He's like, "Man, it, it it's not comfortable if you're a hitter standing in the box and 101's coming at you and you don't know where it's going to go." And I get that to a, I completely understand it. Um now he he started throwing his slider and his slider was hitting 89 um and that was kind of getting getting to be the out pitch uh, for the day against LSU. And LSU ended up with 15 strikeouts in the game. We're going to talk about the strikeouts in a second because that could be something uh, to take a look at later. But 15 strikeouts against Iowa. Um, not only did you not play well like offensively, but you also gave up 15 runs, if I'm not mistaken, to Iowa. It was one of their better, better offensive uh, days as well. So all around, it was a bad game. Um, shit like that's going to happen. Uh, you just don't want to see it consistently and you don't want to see it, um, typically on the weekends, but, um, yeah, drop that game. Come back though. I love the way that you drop a game like that. You look terrible. The next day you had a get right day against Sam Houston state, um, completely blow the doors off of them. Um, I actually, so against Iowa, I was noticing a few at bats and I, I guess I must've seen Joe bear, uh, twice um strike out bad against Iowa. Um and I made a tweet about it and a couple guys jumped on me about it um on Twitter, which is typically what happens on Twitter. I don't know if you know that, but breaking news. Um people like to jump on other people on Twitter. Um but Joe Bear comes back the next day, two home runs. Um guy tries to tell me in your face kind of thing, but it's what it is. Um so I like to see the bounce back. I like to see guys, if you have a bad day, come back, you know, have a better day the next day. I love, that's what I, one of the things I love about baseball too. So, um, and if you notice around the country, everybody's dropping a game here and there. And ain't, there ain't nobody that's just like blowing the doors off of everybody. They've all lost games. Uh, hell, A&M just lost two out of three to Portland. 
So it it's going to happen. Um, speaking of A and M, we had them in a couple of weeks SEC opener. So, um, all right. So offense and you know, uh, okay. Let, let me go. Let me skip forward. We play Texas on Tuesday. Uh, they saved Thatcher Hurd. Hurd Hurd didn't look great uh, against Southern, but they were using that as a um, scheduling for the Texas game. Hurd comes in. Hurd looks great. Hurd Hurd looks has command. Um, he's, I mean, he looks like a, um, Saturday, Sunday guy easily, um, shut out Texas Gavin Dugas with the huge nuts in the ninth inning drops them on Texas's face three, nothing. Um, and honestly it was a, I know baseball purists are going to say that was an exciting game but for the the average watcher that was probably a little bit of a boring game zero zero going into the last inning and nobody seemed like they could get too too much going um so offensively we didn't really play great but uh, pitching had had some good pitching that game obviously so um all that to say i think the offense and our pitching staff still look elite like um, you know, offensively, you don't even have guys like Tommy White hitting yet. Like, wait till some of these guys come around. I mean, we we're just now seeing Jared Jones enter the lineup and play a little bit. Wait till he's got a couple of SEC series underneath him. Um, this is going to be a loaded offense and to see Cruz hitting what 550 or whatever he's hitting already this year that that's a great sign guys are ready to play um I think the only one that's probably starting slow right now is is Tommy White and then he had the injury you know I I think that's just gonna work itself out uh you can tell the guy can just slam um so I, I'm loving the potential that you're going to see out of this offense right now. Like it's just going to be murder's row. It already is. It's just going to be even more when SEC rolls around. Um, it's we just we're gearing up for one of the better seasons of LSU history, um, which is saying a lot because we've had a lot of good ones. Uh, pitching, I still think we're so freaking deep. And I was having a conversation with, I think it's the Texas Tiger on Twitter. I had a back and forth exchange with him today about, he. I think he's pissed about Riley Cooper being in the weekend rotation. And I understand where he's coming from. Riley Cooper is not a weekend starter and he needs to go back to the bullpen. But I think what Jay Johnson was doing for the first two weekends was letting his guys kind of get some time underneath him. You got an experienced arm, a guy he trusts. Let's throw him out there on the weekends until these guys kind of like we figure that out, which I think you have now. You've gotten – Thatcher Hurd's gotten two starts underneath him. This The first one, he look, he didn't look good. Uh, he didn't look like a weekend guy, tell you that, after Southern. But um, against Texas, he does. Looks like he's going to be a, a weekend guy. Ty Floyd is a guy who looks like he can pitch on the weekends. Um, you got guys like, um, I mean, Chase Shores still looks good. Doesn't look bad by any means. Um, got a 
crazy good arm. I could see Skeens, Ty Floyd, and Hurd as your Friday, Saturday, Sunday starting against A&M. Now, how you schedule that now and line them up for that, that's probably the question. Because then then you can definitely have Cooper, first guy out of the bullpen. You still got Little. I like little as your I like little as your um closer right now, to be honest. Um I, I like his stuff. I, I like his energy when he comes out. You got Ackenhausen who like pitches lights out. Um Ackenhausen from little eastern Illinois, eastern Oklahoma. Uh Nate Ackenhausen. Um yeah, you got some stud arms. And I'm I didn't even name probably half of them there's plenty of other guys um hell you like i said this a couple weeks ago we we still got fucking blake money blake money was our friday night starter you still got him just sitting there in the bullpen as another guy that you could just throw out there for an inning or two it's crazy the depth crazy so um lots of pitching depth uh lots of pitching talent it is elite our offense is elite Pitching is still elite, um, and I'm really looking forward to, you know, you got four games uh, coming up Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then A&M, and I'm really looking forward to an SEC series, especially on the road. I want to see these guys let it loose, like, and I know this is one more weekend just to kind of, like, get some get some time under your belt, but I'm so looking forward to SEC baseball at this point. Um, okay, so – we talked a little bit about pitching rotation. I That's what I think is going to get worked out a little bit, probably over this weekend. And then we're going to have it solidified for A&M. But obviously, Skeens, I'm thinking Skeens, Floyd, and Hurd, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, now, what it looks like this weekend, I still think it could be playing around a little bit with your, uh, you know, you could have that Monday. That could be a Hurd day. Um, and then you slide them back into Sunday too. So I'm sure um, Jay Johnson's looking at all that. So one of the issues, offense obviously is elite. They have a ton of power. And I just saw Leah Van probably about 30 minutes ago tweet about this, and I was going to talk about it tonight. These strikeouts, a lot of strikeouts. And it was more evident, um, actually, K-State in um, – in Iowa, you had a lot of strikeouts. You had 27 strikeouts, I think, between the two games. Over the last four games, you've had 40 strikeouts. That's a lot of strikeouts, guys. Um, and potentially could be an issue, you know, especially when you, you face a number one guy who's got crazy good stuff. Like, I understood a little bit the Iowa guy just because it was so – I mean, that's – He's throwing hard, don't know where he's throwing the ball, all that kind of stuff. But, like, you know, to have 40 over four games is a – it's not just a one-off. <laughs> I mean, that's a trend. So, that's something they're going to have to get under control. When you face, like, a Dolander at Tennessee and, you know, you got studs at, you know, Texas A&M, I know, has got to have good pitching staff. They always do. You're going to have to have – some guys that can get on base. Um, that's what kind of what I was worried about, even from last year. Like, you know, can guys get on base for these guys that are going to produce? So, 
we don't have solo home runs and things like that. Three run homer, Gavin Dugas was fantastic. So uh, I want to see more of that. Let's get some guys to get on base. Maybe that's the lineup that needs to change up a little bit. You got guys like Trey Morgan that are, you know, probably have a great on base percentage. I need to look that up. Um, get on base in front of these guys, uh, less strikeouts. Let's get the ball on the ground. Let's get on base. Let's get some walks, things like that. So biggest, I think if, if you're going to gripe about anything right now, the biggest concern would be the strikeouts, 40, 40 over four games. That's a lot. So, um, again, looking forward to Butler central Connecticut state, um, both huge baseball powerhouses coming into the box. <sighs> Just kidding. Um, which you typically see that northern northern teams come down here and they just play as many games as they can until the weather's better and then go back up. But um, looking forward to a good weekend, a pre-SEC weekend, just to kind of get some time. Let's get a four and four and record out of it, and uh, and then you got actually got Lamar coming in uh, for midweek. Um, you know, it could could be a little bit of a challenging uh, game for that as well. So. Um, all right, move on to basketball. Um, sorry to be a downer and go from baseball to basketball, but that's what we're going to do. Um, almost to the end of the road. Almost to the end. Um, blew a 19-point lead against uh, Missouri. If you had Missouri minus four and a half on that spread, good on you, bro. You must have been feeling great. If you had Missouri minus four and a half, LSU's down, LSU's up 19 points. Missouri comes back, wins by five. You're living right. You are living right. Um, did not watch a whole lot of this game. I followed it just kind of like on my phone. I just don't have the energy to spend on it anymore. I'm watching the score, and I kind of know what's going on. But uh, LSU got hot in the first half. Parker Edwards comes out, hits a couple of threes. You know, who whoever's in the crowd's going crazy. Um, they're hitting shots. LSU's hitting threes for the first time all year. And, I mean, I used to be a betting guy. I'm not really a betting guy anymore, but I would have looked at that live line. I tell you that. Um I just knew that that wasn't going to be sustainable. Like LSU's just going to hit 23s in a game. No, it's not going to happen. So I didn't, I didn't think that they would lose after going up by 19, but here we are. So LSU drops another one, <clears throat> two wins in sec. We have, uh, we have to go to Florida now to end the season. That'll be a loss. Um, so probably in, with two wins on the season. Look guys, um, it's not great. And I feel like I've talked about this for a few weeks now that it doesn't look good. Like something happened in the middle of this year after we beat Arkansas, something happened. And I, you can tell like the Texas A&M game, we got bullied against Texas A&M. Something happened on this team. I don't know if they lost it, I don't know if Matt McMahon just didn't didn't lost his players. I have no idea. But that don't look like the same team anymore. They don't play as hard. They're not as good. I don't know what happened. They almost beat Kansas fucking state. And they look like trash. LSU basketball looks like trash. Um 
<clears throat> they've recruited at a high level ranking wise. And these excuses that you keep hearing about talent level and all that sounds like it's starting to come to an end a little bit. Some people are starting to catch on. I heard a couple of shows within the last couple of days about this. I heard, um, I, I'm call, I call it state-run media. I've heard Jordy Collada. I've heard Charles Hanegriff. I've heard a couple of these guys starting to criticize a little bit of what's going on. Like, it don't look good. Recruiting is, we brought in guys. We brought in the number 11th ranked transfer portal recruiting class. We brought in number 17th ranked recruiting class out of high school. We brought in guys. And this is what you got. Um, so what if we bring in the 12th ranked transfer portal recruiting class next year? Yay. Like, what are we going to do with it? High school, I mean, you only got, you really got Corey Chest, and that's it out of New Orleans. Power forward. That's all you got. There's no, like, point guard coming in. There's no Tremont Waters that you know about or anything like that. Um, he's going to have to tear this fucker up. Like, he is going to have to go out and recruit the piss out of the transfer portal. Go get the guys. He's going to have to do whatever it takes. I'm telling you right now, if he... If he didn't win five SEC games next year, he he may be gone. And that might depend on who he brings in, like player-wise. If he brings in some stud players and he still only wins five games or something like that, he, he may be gone. And honestly, this is all – it's probably not even Matt McMahon's fault all the way. I think I blame – I got to blame Scott Woodward on this one. Like, this guy is just – he he left he he blew this up when he didn't have to blow it up and it's it's almost unfair to have the expectations that i have for matt mcmahon and i'm sure i'm not the only one i think there's plenty of fans that are the same way but like to have the expectations that they have for matt mcmahon and it's mostly because of what we knew from will wade and will wade had a winner we we were we were on our way. I mean, we had plenty. We had a couple really good years. Um, you know, our worst year were in the NIT. We win a game in the NIT. I mean, we had some success, and it was still still building. And to see it completely blown up, and see another guy come in, and you're all the way rock bottom of the league. And when I say you're the rock bottom of the league, you are the fucking rock bottom of the league Ole Miss and South Carolina both took it to us so if you're doubting that we're the laughing stock we're the last place team in the SEC no doubt to see where we were and now where we are is very deflating especially if you're a lifelong LSU basketball fan and all you wanted us to do is get to the top by any means fucking necessary and here we are so yeah, I blame Scott Woodward, no doubt. I feel like he, of course, pulled the trigger way too fast on this one, didn't let it play out. Um, now you're going to probably see Will Wade coaching, maybe even at Ole Miss next year. Um, that'll be 
I'm there, you can't help but not have more expectations for Matt McMahon next year if that's the case. Like, say Will Wade goes in there and brings a whole bunch of guys in immediately, like, and we are still winning maybe five games in the SEC. If that, we have a long ways to go. And I, you don't hear any recruiting buzz. I even tried to text, I tried to tweet one of the recruiting insiders the other day. Like, are we recruiting anybody right now? Like, who do you know that we're recruiting? Um, doesn't look great. Um, but again, it's, it, it is a little bit more refreshing to, to hear some of the LSU state run media guys starting to talk about less and less excuses now. Like we're getting our brains beaten in every game. Uh, we blow a 19 point lead. It's embarrassing. We're the laughing stock of the SEC. You actually brought it. I even heard Jordy talking about that. We brought in talent last year. We he even he even recited what I've been saying for the last month. Number 11th ranked transfer portal class. Number 17th ranked recruiting class out of high school. You brought in guys. So stop saying that we didn't have anybody. We don't have any talent. It's bullshit. Like let's just say what it is. It's bullshit. With the transfer portal, you can come back immediately. With NIL right now, you can come back immediately. There are no NCAA sanctions right now. I get it that that's a cloud hanging over your head, but if you pay this fucking guy hundred grand, he's going to come here. No doubt. So get guys in here. If you, if you don't win five games, you're gone. Um, all right, so... Pete Maravich's scoring record is in jeopardy tonight, actually. Um, uh, Detroit Mercy's in the quarterfinals of the Horizon League. And uh, um, I think it's Antoine Davis. Antoine Davis is, um, I think he's a fifth-year senior at Detroit Mercy. And I didn't realize, I'd heard uh, Mike Davis on Jordy Collada's show this morning. Uh, Mike Davis is the coach at Indiana. He coached at Alabama for a little while. He is Antoine Davis's father, coaches for Detroit Mercy. So, um, but Antoine Davis, uh, it's kind of been talked about a lot here. Pete Maravich's scoring record, total amount of points um, can get passed up tonight by Antoine Davis. And of course, a lot of LSU historians and everybody is jumping in and saying, well, that's not. That's not r- real. It's not going to be a real scoring leader because three point line didn't didn't exist. Shot clock didn't exist. Um, uh, whatever you want to say, and all that's true. But it doesn't take away from the guys going to have the most points ever in college basketball. Now, average, you can point at average. Uh, nobody's ever touching Pete Maravich's scoring average ever again. That's an unbeatable record. Um, but eventually, records are made to be broken. Um, there's a lot to do with the, um, you know, Roger Maris when he hit 61 home runs. That was in 162 games when Babe Ruth hit his with 154 games. So people were like, well, that's not fair. He's... You know, he's not really this, the home run leader put in Astros by his record. And at the end of the day, what's these guys supposed to do? Like, what's Antoine Davis supposed to do? Like, he, 
he wants to score points. Like they want to win the game. Like I don't care who you think is the record holder. He's got the most points. It is what it is. Um, but that's happening tonight. I know a lot of people have been talking about that. That was my two cents. Um, Pete Maravich will always be the all-time average scorer uh, in history, and nothing can take that away. I saw Big Game Boomer put out a uh, list, uh, best point guards of all time, which I know Pete Maravich and um, Chris Jackson was also on the list. I just never really considered them like pure point guards. I mean, they were like scoring guards, but I guess they handled the ball too. So it's, it's kind of is what it is, but um, he had a number th- Pete Maravich, number three, all time college basketball point guard um, behind magic Johnson and um, Oscar Robertson. So um, check that out on Twitter. Um, all right. Alabama basketball. Shots fired. Uh, they are just, um, I think it's more their fan base. Well, them too, the team, uh, they just are a PR nightmare right now. Um, the one, the sec, uh, I saw Will Wade on a podcast saying how he's, they're no longer the, his teams are no longer the, the villains of the sec. It's now Alabama basketball, which is completely, completely true after the whole Brandon Miller, you know, brings a gun to the guy. Oh, it was his property, blah, 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 blah. Um, they just don't know how to shut up. And the whole um, TSA pat down intro line is kind of ridiculous. Um, it's just everybody's so like tone deaf. And Alabama fans are tone deaf in general. Um, but they're so like double down on everything. And it's kind of like weird. Like you don't think that there was a problem here. Like this is, I'm not saying that he should be suspended or anything, but like, you don't think that that's, this is like, everybody needs to chill out. Let's be cool. Like touchy subject. No, they're just like, fuck that innocent let him play like he just like he took like a bag of money or something no he didn't take a bag of money he fucking delivered a murder weapon like chill out bama fans so bama fans need to chill um another person needs to chill old miss baseball needs to chill um old miss baseball f- completely robbed Louisiana Tech from a baseball game last night. Um, if you don't know, La Tech, La Tech is down 4-3 to three after the sixth inning. Seventh inning, they come out, score two runs. They're up 5-4 to four over Ole Miss, at Ole Miss. Weather breaks in. Um, rains everywhere. They have a weather delay. Uh, Ole Miss decides not to tarp the field. And somebody asked me today, you think they did that on purpose? Like, absolutely, they did that on purpose. They knew the rule. So, eventually, the field is not playable. They can't resume the game. And NCAA rules say you revert back to the last inning played, which Ole Miss was winning 4-3. to three. Um, Not only do they cheat 
La Tech out of the game. They don't try to schedule any kind of resumption of the game or anything like that. Ole, Ole Miss's baseball Twitter is notorious, by the way. I don't know if anybody knows that, but they come out and say, uh, that's baseball. That's baseball for you. Four to three, Ole Miss wins. Like, what a joke, bro. Like, what a joke. Um, It's just so laughable. That you guys got to win out of this. That's it. I I was floored. Um, so that happened yesterday. Uh, other news: LSU, LSU um, hired a couple of assistant coaches. So um, actually, they uh, Bob Diaco uh, came in from uh, Connecticut. Well, actually, UConn. I I don't even know if he was at UConn last. Uh, I know he was a head coach at one point. I think he went somewhere else, but. Um, Abdiaco as an analyst um, actually coached under Brian Kelly at one point, which was a common theme. Uh, and I think the other guy's John Jancic um, is been elevated to the special teams coordinator. A lot of talk about maybe we were going to get Ole Miss's coordinator. Um, that didn't happen. You know, I, I thought you, we would have somewhat of a splash for special teams coordinator, a guy that was going to be a big recruiter was what I thought. Not that this guy isn't, but a lot of these special teams coordinator roles tend to be this guy is a hotshot recruiter. Um, and that's not really where they went. They they pulled uh, John Jancic from the – he was an analyst, um, and now he'll actually be a, a special teams coordinator plus a uh, outside linebackers coach. Very not splashy, which is fine um, if it works. But, uh, you know, I just felt like special teams were so bad under Polian that they were going to hire a guy that was going to come in and be designated to that. They didn't do that. So, got to trust Brian Kelly, I guess, is what it is. Um, but I've, I have seen people saying glowing over the, like, again, state-run media glowing over this like oh what a great move what a great move they don't even know who this fucking guy is what a great move moving him uh, this will be fantastic for the defense he's going to be able to um just solely work on the pass rush and you got your special teams great move by brian kelly yeah stop come on bro it's it just elevated a an analyst like let's call it what it is now what i do like I like loading up your staff with ex coordinators, ex head coaches, guys with experience. I love it more the merrier. Um, any more ex head coaches that failed want to be analysts? Come on down. Di- any more Diacos want to come on down? Who who got fired from Temple? Like, come on, come on over here. Do you work with Brian Kelly? Come on, come on over here. Um, so. I love that, and I think that that's a good thing and a, not a bad thing ever. Um, it's kind of like Butch Jones. Butch Jones gets fired, and he's going to be an analyst. <laughs> Great. Why wouldn't you want that? Um, so, big a big fill for LSU with special teams. Obviously, it was a hot topic. Um, 
and we'll see how that goes. I know spring ball is coming up here soon. We'll have some uh, we'll have some boots on the ground at uh, spring football. I think that starts on the. Uh, I'm not going to say with the date because I don't even know it off the top of my head. But um, yeah, we'll have some guys out there. Uh, so we'll have some videos if you follow us on Twitter. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, still doing our thing. One team, one podcast. Um, also, if you're on YouTube, we appreciate it. Um, give us a like and a share. We would really appreciate that. Um, going to keep doing our shows on Thursdays. I'm going to be in a move here probably in a couple of weeks. So um, this is our temporary little little space. But uh, I'm going to get something set up uh, at the new condo here soon. So um, check out our sponsors. We appreciate those guys again. Um, we got... Bank of England Mortgage, Patrick Michelson over at Bank of England, BOESouthernstates.com. Lucas Ragusa, River City's Total Maintenance. Check him out. Give him a call. It's it's getting fucking hot. Uh, we got Brandon Lejan over at Courtesy Automotive Group. Look at that guy. He's so sexy. Uh, we have Fred's in Tigerland um, since 1982. They have Better Than Ezra's coming uh, at the end of March, so go check them out. You can order your tickets uh uh, go check them out on Instagram. They'll have the links there in their bio. Um, we have Bocock Brothers Cigars. May have another one. Uh, maybe have one tonight. We'll see. Um, be cocky. Hashtag be cocky. BocockBrothers.com. All right. So appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, please give us a follow on social media. Um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. Also check out our YouTube page. Um, give us a like and a follow. And for everybody listening, it has been One Team, One Podcast. Logan out. Rockin' the boat, you think you get away with political crimes.